Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. The left is losing America, friends. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. I'm going to give you some interesting, not only numbers, but developments, people leaving the Democrat Party, some pretty highly visible people. Uh, Father Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Thank you for joining me on Praying for America. Thank you to all our Right Side Broadcasting audience, all our Getter audience, and our Priests for Life uh, 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 audiences as well, on so many different platforms where we bring you this program each weeknight. It's a pleasure to be with you. And as always, we are going to start with the Word of God. And then when I talk to you about the the exodus that's going on from the far left and how they are losing their grip on America. I also want to uh, answer a couple of the questions that have come in from you, our audience, and uh, we're going to um, look at some of those excellent questions. Ephesians 5. I want to start with uh, Paul to the Ephesians chapter 5 tonight. He says, Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly beloved children, and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity, of greed, because there are these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral, impure, greedy person, such a man as an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ or of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. Because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, for it is light that makes everything visible. This is why it is said, Awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Be very careful, then, how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Let us pray. Father, we come and we pray for America. We pray as the body of Christ. We pray as loyal patriots because we know the days are evil and that we are light in the midst of darkness. We know, Lord, that our country can be saved. It can be saved only by you, but we also know that you work through us, that you call us to be part of the great task of saving our nation and blessing our posterity with the blessings of freedom, 
about which our founders wrote in our Constitution to secure those blessings for themselves and their posterity, they set up this great experiment of governance called America. We pray for America because we pray for our posterity. We pray for America because we believe in freedom. We pray for America, Lord, because we believe in you. We believe that we are light. We believe that we are members and citizens, even before our American citizenship, we are citizens of your kingdom. And that brings goodness and truth, justice, peace, and holiness into the world. Father, we know we are all sinners. We know we fall short in many things. But that does not take away your love for us or your calling on us to be light. Father, transform us as we pray for America, as we pray for the transformation of our country, as we pray that our country will be set free from the grip of the radicals who want to destroy it and from the godless philosophies of the left and the immoral practices that not only do they engage in, but try to impose on the rest of us. Lord God, as you set our nation free from all of this and transform it, we ask that you transform us individually, as families, as congregations of worship. Transform us. Let your spirit move among us and within us. And enlighten us and show us, as your word says in this passage, what is pleasing to you. Give us good leaders, Lord, who continue to shine light in places of darkness. Drain the swamp, expose corruption, and let us use the tools at our disposal, such as this upcoming election, to rid this nation of the darkness and the corruption that threaten to destroy it. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. I hope you saw, I mentioned this last night, I want to mention it again, the rallies that President Trump did on Saturday night from uh, Nevada and Sunday night from Arizona. You know, at the end of his rallies, he has been going through a litany of why some close to 80% of our fellow citizens now think the country is going in a wrong direction. And he says, you know, we have become a country that has lost respect, that has become weak, that allows people over the border. On and on it goes, you know, the litany of problems we face and why we believe we're going in the wrong direction and why we need a change and why that's going to motivate voters in these midterm elections. But he has gone through this litany of problems at the end of his rally speeches to the background accompaniment of dramatic music. In fact, uh, on the Saturday night rally, he said to the people, you know, I want to take an informal poll here. How many of you want this with the music versus without the music? And the overwhelming majority wanted it with the music. And, you know, catch that part of the rally. Watch the whole thing, obviously. But notice especially how he's been ending these speeches because it's very moving. And I'll tell you what, on Sunday night, as he got to that point where the music was just beginning, he paused longer than he usually ever pauses. And if you look at him at that moment, I believe he was moved to the point of tears as he began to recite that litany of how our country is being destroyed, because this is what motivates him. So many people do not understand Donald J. Trump. What motivates him to seek yet another 
run for the presidency. And he will, and he'll be announcing sometime soon. He said as much. He said, you'll be finding out soon, and you'll be very pleased. Why? And in fact, he, he also addresses the following question, which really should be on the minds of any sane person who's looking at what's going on. Why would one want to subject himself to a, the kind of a life where not only are you constantly under the microscope, but you're constantly under blistering criticism uh, from the media, from the opposition party, from, from so many people who are treating you unfairly and using the mechanisms of government against you and against your businesses and against your family. Why would you subject yourself to this when you had a, an easy and pleasant uh, life of fame and fortune? Well, friends, the answer is simple. He said in the rally speech, well, who would want to live like this? He says, well, I would because I'm fighting for you and I love you and I love America. That's the motivation that caused him to run in the first place. That's the motivation that caused him to fight the way that he has fought for us and for what we believe and succeed in so many ways. Succeed. ProLifePresident.com is a website I put up years ago. And it's not just about pro-life. It's about the accomplishments of the president. We look at it, of course, from the angle of the pro-life issues because that's our full-time mission. But ProLifePresident.com, I want to recommend to you as a place where you can see the various litanies of accomplishments. Let's not forget any of these accomplishments. And he refers to them, of course, in his uh, rally speeches as a way of instilling hope and motivation that we can get there again. We can save America. We can make America great again. We can get there again to a strong economy, strong military, strong respect throughout the world, an influence for good in the behavior of other nations. You think that these other nations would be behaving the way that they are, whether you look at China and Iran and North Korea and Russia, you think they would be doing the things they're doing now if President Trump were in office? instead of Biden? Of course they wouldn't. Nobody believes that they would. We have an influence on the whole world. And the person sitting in the White House and the party in power in America has an influence on the whole world. Our motivation in this midterm election has to be for the good of the whole world. We pray for America, but we're praying for America because we pray for the whole world. For the whole world. All right, some good things are happening, friends. I don't know if you know Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi um, is a veteran. She also served in Congress, several terms in Congress. And then she was on that stage. Remember in the 2020 presidential election, you had a whole stage full of Democrat candidates. And one of them was Tulsi Gabbard. Well, let me read to you what she put out early this morning. I'm sure many of you have seen this during the course of today. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party. This was one of the people in the race for the Democrat nomination for president just two years ago. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party, she writes. Now, that is now under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers driven by cowardly wokeness. What a statement this is. Driven by cowardly wokeness. She goes on to say in a series of tweets, who divide us 
by racializing every issue. Now, that's no exaggeration. Every issue. I was listening to Dan Bongino the other day talk about how they were, they were talking about sleep. Sleep as a racial issue. This has gotten completely, you know, it's not just a battle between left and right, conservative, uh, liberal, Democrat, Republicans. It's a battle between common sense and insanity. Sleep is now looked at through the lens of race. There isn't anything that the left won't turn into a racial uh, argument. <sighs> she goes on, they stoke anti-white racism actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms, are hostile to people of faith and spirituality, demonize the police, and protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, believe in open borders, weaponize the national security state to go after political opponents, and above all, dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Now, she could also put in there, and I know that she's uh, on the same page with us on this, the Democrats' radical position on late-term abortion. Now, I had a, a, another responder to me on Twitter today. I mean, you know, if you... <laughs> well, we won't go into the, into the, the, the blithering, uh, blistering uh, criticism we can give to some of these people who respond in the most absolutely absurd ways. But we had uh, this uh, person responding to me saying, oh, well, you know, well, well, yeah, it's only oh, 1% of the abortions that are after 21 weeks and they're done for medical reasons. Oh, you're talking about 1% of a million? 1 baby killed deliberately is an issue, a national issue and a big problem. One baby killed deliberately. 1% of 1 million abortions a year in America is 10,000 babies. In the course of a year, 10,000 children who could live outside the womb if they were delivered or have a great, great likelihood of so doing. And if you think that this is being done just for medical reasons, think again. I deal with this issue full time as I've done for 30 years. I know the abortionists themselves who will perform healthy abortions on healthy mothers carrying healthy babies at 30 weeks of pregnancy and more. In fact, if you go to our webpage, priestsforlife.org, slash late-term abortion, priestsforlife.org, slash late-term abortion. You can listen to recordings of telephone calls that we put into the Southwestern Women's Options Abortion Facility in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I just prayed outside that place a matter of days ago. And the caller said she was a healthy mother of a healthy baby. 30 weeks into the pregnancy, they scheduled the abortion for her. They say in their voicemail they do abortions in all trimesters. And it's not just for medical reasons. It's not. Wake up. Those who are, I mean, most of you are well-informed on this, but there are some around us who still reside in a level of ignorance which is actually difficult to find words to describe. And it's willful. That's the biggest problem with it. 
These people are willfully ignorant because they have loyalties to left-wing radicals who are trying to destroy this country and who should not even be in this country. So a, a few facts would help the matter. But some people don't want to be enlightened, okay? That's the problem we have. So we've just got to use political power to stand in the way between them and the country they're trying to destroy and the babies they're trying to destroy. Tulsi Gabbard goes on, I believe in a government that is of, by, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. That's a, that's a strong statement. They do not believe in government of, by, and for the people. Again, this was a Democrat candidate for president. She goes on. Instead, it stands for a government of, by, and for the powerful elite. I'm calling on my fellow. Now, listen to this. Not only does she say, hey, I'm leaving the Democrat Party for these very serious reasons, but then she takes it one step further. I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country, I invite you to join me. Now, she doesn't do this with a, a sentiment of despair either. She says, I don't want to leave you feeling hopeless. Let's remember the vision that our founding fathers had for this country and the ideals they set forth. Again, just like I said, as I said earlier, President Trump at the end of his rallies has this litany with the, the backdrop of dramatic music about how so many, in so many ways, the country is being destroyed. But then he too leaves on a strong message of hope. We can turn this around because the founding father's vision is intact as our foundation and we can def defend it and we can build on it and we can vote for it in this midterm election. Jason Jones, I don't know if you know the Jason Jones show. Look up Jason Jones. He's uh, got a movement called Movie to Movement. It's been responsibly great uh, films, uh, patriotic and pro-life films. And uh, Jason is uh, works on something called the Vulnerable People Project. He's been helping people in Ukraine uh, and in many other parts of the world. Uh, and uh, Jason was telling me just today that he interviewed on his podcast uh, some two, two people who were deep into BLM, and they were they were fervent advocates of, and supporters of BLM, and they've they've left, they've left it, and they've said that similar things to what Tulsi is saying. They've they said in fact they've said Democrat Party has become influenced by. Nothing less than demonic forces. Um, it's happening, brothers and sisters. More and more people are seeing this kind of stuff. I started showing you some polls yesterday. Um, what are some of the top issues for voters? This midterm election is going to be decided on these issues. Inflation, 82%. Crime, 72%. Elections and voting, 70%. That's high. Jobs and unemployment, 68%. Immigration, 67%. These are strong majority numbers of what voters are considering the top issues. And this is why I believe, as I've said, this is going to be an American wave. You, want, you have people in all parties of all backgrounds, Republican, Democrat, Independent, who say we want a country that works and it's time for a change. All right. 
Let me read. Uh, this was a uh, Monmouth poll that came out recently. Um, and in the press release, they say Democrats are all over the place when it comes to their key issues. And this makes it difficult for the party to create a cohesive messaging strategy to motivate its base. Republicans, on the other hand, just have to hammer away at rising prices and the wolf is at the door to get their voters riled up. A major problem for Democrats is their base messaging just doesn't hold as much appeal for independence as the GOP issue agenda does. Well, of course not. Because again, we're talking about a dysfunctional country. If, you, if you're paying too much for gas and groceries, it's kind of hard to ignore that. And it's kind of hard to say, oh, well, there's a, there's a, there's a counterbalancing message that somehow uh, uh, this is supposed to be something good. No, there is no counterbalancing message to that. And that's why they're, they're, they're saying this, and that's why they're seeing these numbers in the polls. They go on to say, even though truly persuadable independents, truly persuadable independents are a rather small group these days, this small difference can have a major impact given that the, the, given the expectation that congressional control will hinge on a handful of very close contests. Of course, along with the right-wrong tracking, that is, as I've referred to already, how many people think we're going in the wrong direction? It's in the 70 percentile. The other key number when you talk about how are these House races going to go is the presidential approval rating, which is still way underwater. 38% job approval for the President Biden. That's pretty low compared to 54% disapproving of his efforts. And the other thing on top of that, that this poll is pointing out, is that he does not constitute a rallying point for the Democrats. I mean, just look, again, I mentioned these rallies. Okay, you watch presidenttrumprallies.com is our website where you can see the rallies, presidenttrumprallies.com. Go watch Saturday night, Sunday night. Go watch all the other ones from the past. Show me a small one. There's no such thing as a small Trump rally. So my question is, why aren't the Democrats doing these rallies? I mean, why not? You want to rile up your base? You want to show strength, right? You want to show strength? Then show it. You want to claim you've got most of the people with you? Then show it. Have a rally. The President of the United States ought to be able to draw such big crowds, shouldn't he? And Biden, come on out there and rally up a crowd of 30, 40, 50,000 people. Why not? In fact, do it repeatedly. Do it every week. Do it in the swing state. Go ahead. What, what are you waiting for? These are the American people. These are the voters. Rally them. You'll get your friends in the media there to turn on their cameras and show the crowd. Rally them. Let's go. Get together. Come on. You ever wonder why they don't? Why why aren't they doing it? (laughs) We all know why they don't. Because they can't. Because they don't have the base of support. Simple as that. Otherwise, what in the world reason would you have not to show your strength and rally your supporters? President Trump isn't even on the ballot. And he's rallying these tens of thousands of enthusiastic people wherever he goes. 
I don't know. I mean, people who, uh, <laughs> and then people ask me, it's the most annoying question that I get. Oh, why are you supporting President Trump? Are you kidding me? What, what in the world kind of question is that? You've got to be joking. Oh, well, why are you so? Why are you really? At, or, or did you did you skip a word? Did you did you swallow a a a, a marshmallow or something? And you skipped a word. You, the question should be: well, Why are you not supporting? Because that, that's not a question you'd ask of me. That's a question you'd ask of the people who, for some strange reason I can't figure out, don't support them. You must have swallowed a marshmallow. Don't worry. It'll it'll drink a little water. It'll go it'll go down, and then recover your vocal cords again, and, and ask the right question. For goodness sake, a couple of more numbers. Uh, the inflation figures. Yeah, this this stuff isn't this stuff isn't going down. This inflation stuff. Food prices up eleven point four percent. Just for perspective, that's the largest increase since nineteen seventy nine. Diesel, I was in college, diesel prices up 53%. Think of everything that's shipped by trucks. Electricity prices up 15.8%. Natural gas, 33%, of course. Home heating oil up 68.8%. Winter's coming, friends, up in New England. Um... The two two liberal Obama economic advisors, Jason Furman and Larry Summers, described this recent inflation report as, quote, extremely ugly and, quote, a serious problem. That's why, it's one of the reasons why, just giving you a couple of other numbers here before I go into answering a couple of your questions, um, the Latinos... Again, various polling showing, now taking a little bit of a longer view, the last 10 years. This is Telemundo, okay? Showing Hispanics having made a 21-point shift towards the GOP. Telemundo, 21-point shift towards the GOP since 2012. That's significant. It's very significant. Of course, we've seen it in other polling and we've seen it in uh, electoral results as well, haven't we? Myra Flores, I was with her not too long ago, and she's making history down in South Texas. And there's going to be a watch South Texas. It's going to be turning redder and redder uh, in a few weeks. This is why President Trump said in his rally, and this again, I, 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 he said this the other day and then today, Tulsi Gabbard makes this announcement that she's leaving the Democrat Party and she gives this litany of reasons. Look at how similar her litany of reasons is to the following words that President Trump said at his rally the other night. He says, in these midterms, if the Republicans win, the communists lose, the globalists lose, the deep state bureaucrats lose, the Silicon Valley censors lose, the corrupt fake news lose, the media bosses lose, and the rhinos lose. But America wins, and America wins very big. It's going to be an American wave. And this brings, you know, the, 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 the large numbers of people from across the political spectrum who agree that we need a country that works, no matter what your, your partisan loyalty, we need a country that works. 
is, you know what it's like, friends? It's like, think of it this way. It's the flip side of the coin that President Trump pointed out in various rally speeches when he said that before the, before the China virus came and things were, he was riding high, so many things were going the right way in our country, so many things were succeeding with the economy and with, with small businesses and wages and lower unemployment than ever and all these things were happening. Again, go to prolifepresident.com and look at the litany of accomplishments. People were calling him, he said, from across the political divide. They were calling him and saying, hey, we've got to get together. Things are going really, really well. In other words, his argument was, and he learned it from experience, success unites. When you've got success, people who love to be part of a winning team come together. And he was getting these phone calls and say, hey, we, this is going well. We've got to work more together. We've got to find out ways of doing this. And so now we see the kind of the flip side of that where, again, across ideological divides, across political divides, what's going to unite people is precisely the desire for that same success that was uniting them before and saying, hey, this is, this is great, you know, great economy is good for all of us, doesn't matter what letter is after your name or what political party you belong to, a good economy is good for us all. Good security is safe for us all, Right? So the desire for that is what's going to come bringing people together in this upcoming vote. All right. Let me, um, I hope all that is informative to you and encouraging. And let, let me just uh, deal with, um, uh, let me just deal with one of the questions that has come up here. Uh, and I get the questions that you uh, send in to me, and if I can't answer them in a live broadcast, I'll answer them when I pre-tape, and, and I'll bring them up in further programs. That's why I invite you to stick with me, stick with these programs each night. Uh, somebody is saying, uh, I'm in favor of the Republican stance for pro-life. Okay, thank you. That is one of the pillars, and, and as you know, that's my ministry. But don't agree with capital punishment. How can we reconcile this? Um, it's not difficult to reconcile. You know, there's big, big differences between um, pro-life dealing with the abortion of babies and capital punishment dealing with the state executing criminals as a last resort. Because first of all, you're talking about decision of an individual versus a decision of the state after there has been a trial, a conviction, opportunities for appeal, opportunities for defense, opportunities for pardons. I mean, people have a, a, a lot of rights in the system. Are mistakes made? Yes, that's one of the downsides uh, of that. But uh, uh, the point is, there's a big difference between an individual choice uh, and an authorized power of the state, which, by the way, is rooted in scripture. I'm not saying that you need to agree uh, with the death penalty. I'm just pointing out how it can be consistent with a, a pro-life view, because after all, the only purpose uh, of, of an, a, an admitted legitimate use of the death penalty, if one recognizes that, the only purpose for which they would recognize it is precisely the defense of life. You want to defend innocent lives from someone unjustly attacking them, right? I mean, most Americans support the death penalty for convicted murderers, six in ten, support it for convicted murder. Again, there's been a conviction. 
All right, you've gone through a process. This is not arbitrary. Subject to error? Well, every human activity is. But it's a process. And it's precisely for the defense of life. Now, you can be against the death penalty. That's okay. The Republican Party, we're not like the people on the left that demand ideological conformity. Otherwise, you know, you're canceled out of existence. No, it's not that way either. But this can be this can be reconciled. And 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 you know, to look at the numbers too. I mean, look, we can disagree on various things. But my goodness, there's no comparison. And just to give you a little bit of a, of, a, of, a, of a numerical perspective here, and then we'll go back into prayer. The National uh, 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 um, Information uh, uh, Bureau on the Death Penalty, National Death Penalty Information Center, shows that from 1976 until the present, you know how many people were, were executed by the death penalty? Take a guess. Well, how many do you think? This is 1977. Okay, so almost 50 years ago. 1,550. Now, for those who think the death penalty is wrong under any circumstance, no matter how guilty you are, well, then that's 1,550 too many, but it's 1,550. You know how many babies are killed by abortion every single day in America? More than 2,900. So, in other words, we killed more innocent people by abortion in less than one day than presumably guilty persons since 1976. And again, it's it's just to put a numerical perspective on it. You can go one step further and say, well, how many people in all of the recorded history that we have have been executed by the death penalty. Well, there's something called the SP files that go back to 1608 and show from 1608 up until 2002, so it overlaps a little bit with the number I just gave you, was 15,269 executions, SP files, 1608 to 2002. 15,269 you know how many abortions, how many babies killed by abortion since 1973, just in America? 63 and a half million. Whoa. So we kill by abortion in less than one week. All the people more than the people who have been killed by capital punishment since the beginning of the 17th century. Less than, it takes less than a week to get up to 16,000 abortions in America. And you're saying that 15,000 some odd have been killed by capital punishment since 1608? People are free to disagree, but let's keep the numbers in perspective, and let's pray. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to change America. We pray for America and for very good reason. Your word that we read earlier tells us not just that we are in the light or that we have received the light, 
Your word that Paul writes to the Ephesians, Lord, is, is deeper than that. It says we are light. And that light exposes darkness. We are light because we are the body of Christ. We don't just believe in the body of Christ. We are members of his body. And he told us we are the light of the world. So that when we speak, when we live, when we love, when we give the example of what it means to be a good citizen of America and a good citizen, oh God, of your kingdom, we are bringing light into the world. We're showing people what goodness is, what justice is, what love means. We are light. And your word commands us, Lord, that we expose the deeds of darkness. Lord, when we see a political party in favor of killing innocent babies, when we see a party destroying our borders, destroying our economy, and making excuses for it and pretending it's not even so bad, not supporting law enforcement, burning our cities, burning our constitution, instituting all kinds of immorality in our courts, by our laws, and Lord, doing all kinds of other things that threaten the very foundations of this nation. Lord, we are called to be light and to expose the works of darkness and with peace and with charity, nevertheless, to be firm and clear where we stand and what is right and what is wrong. And Lord God, we thank you for people like, like Tulsi Gabbard, who are being light at this moment by separating themselves from the dark, fruitless works coming forth from the left. They are separating themselves. They are being light. They are fulfilling the word you give us in this letter to the Ephesians. We thank you, Lord, for the examples of light. We thank you, as always, for leaders like President Trump, who are your servants, who believe in you, and who are also being light, doing what they do, not for personal gain, not for personal power, for exactly the opposite, for love of country, for service of the people. Let us imitate that example. Let us imitate you. Let us imitate St. Paul. In fact, it's more than imitate. Lord Jesus, we ask you to live in us and work through us and speak through us and shine through us because you are the light of the world. And we are simply your servants. We are your body. Shine through us and save America. Let's now pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Friends, join me on social media at FR Frank Pavone. I hope you have your Truth Social account. President Trump has been mentioning that at his rallies too. You know, join up on Truth Social. No censorship. You can say what you want. Isn't that an amazing idea, right? Free speech, that we will be actually able to say what we think. Well, you can do it. 
You can type what you think. You can let people know what you think on Truth Social. Same with Getter. Go on Getter. You'll find me on both of those platforms at FR Frank Pavone. Join up today. Join with me there. And on the other platforms, too. I'm there as well. We try to reach as many people as we possibly can. Though, as though as I said before, we get some, you know, pretty insane comments from some people. I just want to, some people just want to be ignorant. You know, some people are ignorant because they don't know. Some people are ignorant because they don't want to know. But let's get out there on social media and let's spread the truth. Connect with Right Side Broadcasting as well at RSB Network. And remember... As President Trump tells us, we are part of the greatest political movement in American history. No question about it. There's not even a distant second. Greatest political movement in American history. We should be proud of it. And we should realize that the radicals who are trying to destroy this country, that Tulsi Gabbard is calling out, country doesn't belong to them. This country belongs to you. And let's realize that the greatest days of America are yet to come. God bless you, friends. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.